Simpsons Index, an online spreadsheet that is also a podcast. This is the podcast. Coming to you out of SideQuest Studios, this is The Simpsons Index, episode 248. Hello out there, I'm your host, Elliot J. O'Neill, and joining me here as always, except when he's not, is BT Carrot. Fuck. What's your name again? <laughs> B- I love BT that it was Carrot. like 256 or whatever you said, and then, yeah. No, um, yeah, you're uh, BT, BT Carraway. How you doing? Carraway is fine. I, I like many aliases, as you know. <laughs> All right. Well, while we're doing a fantastic job of intros, we're welcoming. Yeah, can you f- handle it? <laughs> <laughs> we're welcoming a first-time guest into the podcast. It's Chelsea Lanzaran. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome and thank you for joining us for the Simpsons Index. Thank you so much. I'm super keen. Super keen. No, oh, super keen to have you here. And, and yes, uh, for first-time listeners, this is a podcast where we review Simpsons, like this episode. But first, uh, we like to talk to our uh, guests about the Simpsons because that's fun to hear about and uh, for anyone who's been catching the streams that i've been doing every week over at twitch.tv slash treaded gm yeah for the people who listen to the plugs at the end of the episode and think i'm gonna go check out those plugs thank you first of all and second of all this is going to be a voice you recognize yes so yeah chelsea i want to tell people what we're doing over there uh, so we are playing a Call of Cthulhu game on the Dreaded GM Twitch channel. We're playing through Horror on the Orient Express. So mm-hmm. yeah, me and Elliot are over there playing together. That's how I met Elliot and I was invited onto this beautiful podcast. And, and I'm so thrilled to be a part of it because yeah, Simpsons, a big part of my life, I would mm. say. So yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, every week on the channel, uh, you're... Often wearing your Homer pajama pants. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I do wear my pajamas to do all the streaming stuff. Up from the top half up, I look professional. But always, there's Homer Simpson uh, pajamas on the bottom half. <laughs> That's it. It's the clothing equivalent of a mullet. You know, it's yeah. uh-huh. <laughs> bedtime and comfort. A down streamer bottom. that wears pants at all is pretty rare. Let alone. Yeah, Simpsons, I. So. Yeah, I'm a high class streamer, so. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the one thing we got from the whole Zoom era and the pandemic and whatever. It's mm-hmm. yeah, business up top. Let's just get comfortable down there. But and uh, yeah, you're also uh, you're a tattoo artist based out of Adelaide, and you've got a pretty yes. great uh, Instagram channel as well. Tell yes. people about that. Uh, it's at Tattoos by Chels on Instagram, but I also exist on Twitch and TikTok. But yeah, I'm a handpoke tattoo artist based out of Adelaide. I specialize in fantasy. Uh, medieval inspired imagery I do a lot of like woodcut and etching style tattoos so if you're into that yeah, please. I would very much appreciate you checking it out. But also, like, you glossed vastly over the hand-poked element yes, of it. Yes, I am a hand-poked tattoo artist, so... I don't know what that means. You don't use none of those guns or anything. Wait, what? None of that fancy machine You just shit. stab motherfuckers? Yeah, <laughs> I... So, I guess, like, a more colloquial term is, like, stick-and-poke tattooing, but I feel like that has a... Not a negative connotation, but a more, like party basement tattoo kind of association with it so uh basically my studio is completely machine free we don't use any electricity besides lights to um put tattoos into skin and yeah we can still get some pretty intricate and impressive results out of just hand poking and yeah i really like that niche about it so yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I'm currently on this Insta, and yeah, she ain't lying. This is dope. That, that <laughs> thank uh, you so much. nice helm with the smoke coming out of it. That's yeah, sick. thank you. 
You might even see a previous guest Sean's uh, tattoo on there as well. That was a yes, really excellent piece. Yes, I have tattooed piece. Sean. And yeah. I've tattooed Ellen oh, uh, from Rolls Cars. Yeah. yeah, I know. So <laughs> when you guys are around, I have to stab you. Absolutely. That is a good Majora's Mask. Anyway, I'm going to get off Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, yeah. So, yeah, you can go to the Instagram, Tattoos by Chels, check out all that. But um, I haven't noticed uh, when I was scrolling, have you ever done a Simpsons tattoo? Have I ever done a Simpsons tattoo? I'm just thinking... I don't think I have, sadly, but maybe I should. I have a Simpsons tattoo. Oh. It's Lisa's. Well, we're, we're on webcam right now, but <laughs> I'll describe it with my voice. But it's Lisa Simpson and she's sucking on a juice box. Hell yeah. Just it's, chilling. Yeah, but that's my, my only Simpsons tattoo. Do you guys have tattoos? And if you do, I know you have a Simpsons tattoo, do you, Elliot? Yeah, yeah. I've got. Um, you're making a mistake, the sign that Lenny holds mm -hmm. up when they're That's releasing good. Sideshow Bob for like the eighth time or whatever. The funny thing about it though is because, yeah, as you'd know, Chelsea, I've got it I've got my tattoos are mostly down near my feet. And yep. feet tattoos that they the ink tends to run over a few years. So it's just slowly turning into this black blob, which is even funnier because yeah, I truly was so making, making a mistake <laughs> putting it there. <laughs> <laughs> like it would uh, either get funnier or more relevant with time. So mm -hmm. exactly, win freaking <laughs> win. <laughs> well, what I about mean, you, BT? Any Simpsons tats? Uh, no, I am boring and clean. I am un, un oh virgin un skin, pierced and uninked. Yeah. <laughs> Like a loser. Yeah, <laughs> like some kind of dweeb. <laughs> That's right. You never even had a piercing. Yeah. No. We're taking you down. We're getting your um, eyebrow done. Okay. Very cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, bringing it back to The Simpsons as well, before we hook into the episode review, Chelsea, we like to ask our first time guests, what is your Simpsons history? Where did the show begin with you? So I would say my household, like growing up with my family, on the mm. spectrum of not knowing what The Simpsons is to like fanatic, I reckon we're maybe in between the middle and fanatic. Like we loved The Simpsons. And so I even remember the first episode of The Simpsons I ever watched. Oh, wow. I don't know why this is in my memory, but it was Treehouse of Horror 5, I think. It's the Shining episode. Ooh, yeah. That was the Shinnan. first the shin I'm sued. sorry, that would get sued. You want to get sued? <laughs> She's on for 10 minutes of um, a lawsuit. <laughs> but yeah, I just remember watching that episode as a kid and like crying, laughing. And I think not to uh, jump the gun on this review, but to me, The Simpsons is like a super nostalgic thing. And and, and watching this episode, it, it has this like uncanny valley whenever I like fast forward mm. and like see The Simpsons in a more current day setting. So yeah, yeah. me and my family, huge fans. I remember having a massive watch party when at my uncle's house when we The Simpsons switched to widescreen. We like sat down and watched the new intro together. We made a massive deal out of the Simpsons movie, like a lot of mm. memorabilia. And my uncle is a big fan, so I think maybe I just got it off of him. But yeah, I think like most Aussie families in yeah, particular, like, uh, yeah. yeah, Channel 10. <laughs> I, I was a very, I, I was lucky enough to have Foxtel growing up. So <gasps> Fox 8 would just like play the Simpsons for literally 10 hours straight and I would just sit down and watch it. Oh, but Super yeah. Simpsons weekend. That was yeah, uh, awesome. That times. was my childhood. Yeah. So yeah, and it's been nice. Uh, only maybe a couple of years ago, I went back and I was like, I'm gonna, you know, watch The Simpsons chronologically, and I probably watched maybe like ten or twelve seasons before I ran out of steam. But <laughs> even rewatching them through like, <laughs> you know, a grown up set of eyes, like mm. it just made me fall in love with it all over again, and I just got to pick up on everything I missed as a kid, and yeah. No, it's always great so, when yeah. that happens and you rediscover things and it's like, 
Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, I get this now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but on the flip side of that, uh, where did the show end with you? Uh, have you kept up with newer episodes other than the um, one I made you watch? <laughs> yeah. I think sometimes I'll go and watch. I'm a part of this. I'm not sure exactly what the community is, but it's like a, a Reddit forum of like golden, like hidden gem episodes of The Simpsons. So sometimes when like an episode right. gets flagged, I'll go back and I will watch like an episode that people are talking about and has that like classic Simpsons kind of gleam to it. But mm-hmm. yeah, I can't even pinpoint where The Simpsons really ended for me. It's not that it had ever ended. It's just, you know, not that necessarily The Simpsons is bad now it's just maybe not in its golden era it's not pumping out classics like it used to yeah but i still really enjoy to watch the newer episodes but i think when i go back and i'm like i want to watch the simpsons i definitely watch like pre-season 15 i don't often want to go and watch new episodes which is sad and now i'm like maybe i shouldn't be thinking that way about it but (laughs) yeah well alas i do well i mean there are some hidden gems and Mm -hmm. you know what Getting ahead of the re- review, I say this maybe is one of them for me. But let's hook into really? it. Really? Uh, yeah. Okay. I, mean, I wasn't going to spoil anything by going. Really? Are you? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't. But, I um, didn't. Okay. Let's let's discuss. Like, yes, we're gonna, have, we're gonna have some discourse. <laughs> All right. Well, let me set this up first. This was season thirty-four, episode twelve. My life as a vlog. First released in January of 2023, it was directed by Debbie Mann, written by Jessica Conrad, one of the very few times The Simpsons will have a director, Mm. writer, or female combo. Uh, Yeah, in this episode, The Simpsons have a successful YouTube channel, and Mm. this episode is sort of presented over a, a unknown person sort of going through a series of YouTube videos based around The Simpsons and they're mm. learning the story and it turns out it's George R.R. R. Martin. <laughs> um, but yeah, the episode is less about him and more about, yeah, The Simpsons rise and fall as a popular YouTube channel. Hey, what did we think? Yeah, family vloggers. <laughs> I, it's not that I really disliked it. It's just I think sometimes when The Simpsons do this kind of format of mm. episode, I don't tend to love it like it felt like a tosh point episode or something i don't sure. know if that's a niche reference but uh, like, like it's fair enough because the second this came up and i saw the title uh you know vlogging i'm like okay mm. my how 2013 yeah <laughs> uh, well yeah that's the thing with this one is that yeah it is very off the simpsons normal f- episode format in that it's presented as a series of youtube videos so they're really going for a format change and yeah you're talking about that uncanny valley before yeah if you haven't watched simpsons in a while and then you oh, this is a shock to the system like Mind yeah you, this- it's sometimes weird enough seeing bart with an iphone let alone that yeah mm. simpsons have internet they have vlogs and <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that said i do sometimes the format shift works you know behind the laughter is a big format shift and i think that I one was, yeah is it has a lot of dna similar to this yeah, it's just that one has jokes. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give it that. It's not the funniest episode. <laughs> I don't mind like a lot of social commentary and stuff in a Simpsons episode. Like I, I kind of expect it. It's just that <laughs> I think I need to feel more connected to the plot or the story that the family yeah. go through. Like I would have probably loved that episode if it was more like the Simpsons as a unit getting lucky with a viral video and then like seeing them escalate up from that rather than from the get-go being like yeah from the get-go it felt so disjointed because 
you know, like Homer and Marge are in this persona of like rich family vlogger mm. parents. And I was like, that's not Marge. That's not Homer. Like, I don't want. What is happening? Yeah. The only time I excuse that is like a true house of horror vibe or like a very obvious mm. parody vibe. Yeah, it was just odd. It just felt odd. But once I yeah. settled into it, I wasn't hating it. But Yeah, well, because you bring up a good point with how they tell the story in this one, because, yeah, all these events have already happened. It's just yeah. someone's going back and watching the old documentaries and old YouTube footage. And personally, I'm going to say, uh, oh, yeah, by the way, Chelsea, we format this podcast with a questionnaire. So starting out, uh, for better or worse, moment that stands out to me, and I'm just going to say the format of this one, I think, Despite it feeling really weird to have The Simpsons so ingrained in technology like this, I like the format and the mm. uh, things that they were doing in terms of, uh, yeah, telling the story via the YouTube videos. And I felt mm. like I felt like the writer did their research on this one, and yeah. they were really aware of like YouTube culture and the different kinds of videos and oh, channels and stuff that exist. That made me. I think as somebody as chronically online as myself <laughs> like I am a sucker for YouTube drama YouTube discourse mm -hmm. I spend a lot of my time on YouTube and I, I know a lot about different internet personalities it was bang on I really really enjoyed it and like I talked about nostalgia and stuff I was like oh maybe this is what it felt like to be an adult in the early 2000s watching the Simpsons like I was mm. 10 years old like yeah the way I viewed the Simpsons was like different and then going back and watching the Simpsons I'm like okay I can get how this is of the time but for it to be like mm. so present like the references to Hot Ones the references to the Joe Rogan podcast like it felt like I was like whoa but also I've never had that kind of relationship or experience with the Simpsons before so I, yeah. I, I enjoyed it yeah yeah I mean it Often we criticise the show that it just feels like old white guy writing who just barely understands mm. uh, some yeah, of these cultural things. More a, like a show that's about, oh, this is a thing, but it's not about that thing. It's just referring to it. Whereas, yeah. yeah, I thought this was a little more entrenched in what it was actually talking about. Absolutely. Yeah, when I say I didn't love it, I think the format or the retrospective looking at the story is what I didn't love a lot. But I thought that... It didn't feel like a miss and it didn't feel uneducated in what it was trying to portray. It was, yeah, yeah. very on the nose. No, because I, I will agree. I think uh, the story's kind of weak and, yeah, BT, mm. you mentioned before, the jokes are uh, pretty non-existent. But having said that, I think, yeah, the best thing that this episode's got going for it is the format and even just sort of small details like, you know, the episode didn't open with The uh, Simpsons, was just straight into someone's computer. Mm -hmm. And then, like, the opening credits, instead of the, you know, chyrons on the bottom, were done as, like, little notifications. Little notifications. I did like that. Yeah. yeah. That was a decent mm -hmm. touch. Well, that was going to be what stood out for me, for better or worse, was the oh. uh, credits as post notifications. So I guess I'm going to have to just spin my wheels and find a different <laughs> one now. Well, let uh, me ask Chelsea then. Uh, do you have a moment or uh, anything from this episode that stood out to you, for better or worse? There is one. I feel bad. I'm being such a negative Nelly about this. but <laughs> No, that's um, okay. Towards the end of the episode, like, you know, they're in the panic room or whatever, mm -hmm. even though I thought that was a funny gimmick, but that feels like mm. a very Simpsons Homer thing to happen. But um, there's like comments of like Lisa and Bart being like, oh my God, I've got like hours without a like and like speaking like that. And that just felt very like 
Gen X slash boomer coded for me. Like I was like, okay, like I don't know if it's just because I'm 25, I'm <laughs> Gen Z. Like I was like, oh my god, am I offended because I'm Gen Z? But I was kind of like, all right, all right, just step off. Like we're not like that. But I, I get it. It's funny. But I don't know what it was about those kind of jokes that just made me roll my eyes a little bit. Like it felt uh, like it's a bit. Just the laziest, yeah. most boring. It's thing lazy. To do. It's like, oh, you know, these kids can't go a day without a like. It's like, no, you, you fucker. God but uh, I have a few quotes written down that, like, kind of made me chuckle. Because I feel like what I love about The Simpsons is just, like, throw away one-liners that just make me laugh. Like, it brings up an idea that's funny or silly. But when... Mm-hmm the seal is like trying to get away and the guy's like no like that's a rented seal like we're gonna lose our deposit that like actually made me laugh out loud but that yeah that was my favorite little quip of the episode but yeah what about you guys because at that moment i was too busy groaning in agony why we'll find out soon stay tuned (laughs) uh bt what stands out to you for better or worse uh what stood out for me back uh maggie dancing as a duck is super cute yeah, <laughs> yeah, I that forgot about nice. that. <laughs> like the whole, because you find out, you know, okay, ah, oh, the Simpsons are huge internet celebrities. How did this get started? And you start with the first one where Maggie's at a dance recital and she's dancing as a duck for some reason, and mm. and she's nervous. So Homer is like, no, taking her through the steps and all the nicknames they gave each move, and it's very super cute. cute and very sweet from Homer. Like I was gonna say, also like the Maggie Homer relationship and dynamic that you see throughout the whole show or at least what i remember of it like that's one of my favorite relationships so i was like oh maggie mm-hmm. homer time Which like so has sweet. some difficult moments in this but we'll get to that um mm-hmm. but no that initial you know first of all homer's just being really nice and doing something genuine and catches her when she falls off stage and it, it was just very cute so in the yeah. absence of my first what stood out to me for better or worse that is my second well, I mean, I think that is a good instigating viral video for them to then hmm. build a little empire off. And I actually like that story thread that, yeah, Homer gradually forgets about the daughter and like him yeah. being nice in this moment and, yeah, becoming all about them fucking clicks and subscribers mm. and sponsorship deals and all that. The things that we, we don't have. <laughs> <laughs> but just in terms of format as well, I thought it was pretty clever how, like... Because, yeah, this, you know, unknown person that turns out to be George R.R. R. Martin that's mm. looking at all these videos, like, I like how all the channels and stuff were pretty well catered to the characters mm. that they had them around. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah, of course, comic book guy would have, like, a recap fucking thing. And, yeah, yeah. Martin Prince would do, yeah, a, like a Channel 6 News-esque kid news reporter and everything. Mm. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah... Chelsea alluded to the Joe Rogan experience parody before. So Lenny and Carl have their own uh, podcast and they do the live videos of it. And I just loved the little detail that when it switched to that, the audio quality changed immediately. Oh, really? I didn't notice. I did because, yeah, especially Lenny's mic is not as good as Carl's. And I'm like, I'm assuming this is a reference. (laughs) Oh, and they're constantly adjusting their mics while they're talking like this. (laughs) Just doing that for emphasis. Sorry, listener. Uh, Shout out to Danny. Yeah, because that bugs me (laughs) so much as a podcast editor because it's like, no, adjust the mic when you're not talking. You know, (laughs) I can can take out those sounds when you're not talking. I can't remove that when there's vocals. This is what being a professional is like, Joe. <laughs> yeah, we know you're listening, Joe. <laughs> so yeah, I know Stealing some ideas. podcast editor who's also a writer on the staff really wanted to get that in, and I'm like, yeah, well done. <laughs> yeah, no, that was good. It's funny just bouncing back on your idea of extending the characters through their online presence. It's like it is a really clever way to do it and bring it into the show because you know it is a the show is a reflection on 
how things are going in the real world and everyone does have like this weird extended version of themselves mm. online mm. so it's kind of nice to see how that tiptoes into like the only other time I can think off the top of my head where I've seen the Simpsons online is like Mr. X like that's the only yeah. other like Simpsons internet thing so this was I don't know, seeing Homer use the internet in a more complex way. It's an interesting <laughs> soiree into the world of internet culture. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I think I'm just, especially with the newer episodes where they incorporate online stuff and talk, you know, stories where the internet's a huge part of it, it feels a lot of those times that, yeah, they don't know what they're talking about. Whereas this mm. one, yeah, just feels a lot more considered and a lot more thoughtful. Yeah, and kudos to writers there, yeah. And respectful of the characters. And, yeah, I think that's going to carry me through on this one a lot. But, um, you know, uh, on the Simpsons Index, we like to talk about, you know, the two big pillars of The Simpsons because classic Simpsons would have an excellent balance of, you know, wacky cartoon shit and also, you know, nice heartfelt story uh, moments. Mm-hmm. So we mm-hmm. like to talk about this. So starting off how was the wackiness in this episode whether how did they use the cartoony space here uh, i've only got one real note for wacky and that's hat toilets <laughs> uh, so after they get trapped in the panic room for like yep. nine days there's a bit where just homer goes oh fortunately we're in here with a bunch of hat toilets and marge's just like yeah, those were just hats. Yeah, I liked the Opal interview at the end. I thought that was a great way to yeah, do the episode summary in a way that feels, yeah, very common, know. you know. There was something to that just it felt like getting too big. Like that's kind of my maybe a bit of an issue with this is the sense of you know, they're just they're too famous at this point to mm. you know. Surely mm. there have been millions at this. If you have six family channels running and they all have sponsorships and they're all getting plenty of views, you're probably making bank. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Um, but I did actually, speaking of wackiness, um, I, I like Bart's like mini story in this one as well, how mm-hmm. he starts up a yogurt pranking channel. Gert Squad. <laughs> you I love that one of the kids refers to it as a mean-spirited waste of yogurt. That made <laughs> yeah. me giggle a little bit. Uh-uh. But yeah, yeah that's yeah. probably the only other wacky part of it I can mm. think of. Yeah, but I, I like that as well, where it's like, oh, yeah, those aren't his real friends. Those are just uh, hired spucklers, mm. you know. And yeah, but there's a kind of almost dropped, well, not even plot thread, more like mood thread where, you know, it's got a whole video of him trying to get the spuckler kids to hang out with him after the, they film, yeah. film the video. And he's even to the point of like, I'll pay you to be my friends for a few hours. But Bart being lonely isn't the point of this. And so it's kind of a pointless thread that's just kind of there. Like showing the point of that little scene was to show that it's all fake and the even his radical prankster friends are just, you know, sparklers. But, yeah, um, I even took it as like Bart is a character who I know he has his lows and he is a mm. complex character with deep feelings, but not that he's popular, but he's, you know, he has Millhouse, he has other friends at school. Yeah, he'll um, get beat up, it'll get a reason. Yeah, but more that so that his fame, you know, was changing him as a person. And we even see that with Lisa, where she's, Mm. you know, intentionally trashing the beach, which I thought felt very like colossal integrity break. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, it's huge for Lisa. It just didn't feel very believable or like I know it's The Simpsons, but like, (laughs) um, yeah, it just felt odd. I don't like seeing Lisa do that. I think Lisa's 
a special yeah. character to me. So, <laughs> Well, I mean, I think that is actually kind of the problem with the format here that it does so much setting up of these various vlogs and other channels and other characters' mm-hmm. online personas that it does get in the way of the story a bit and mm-hmm. like, you do, do you have to, to rush it. time you- with any particular character to warm yeah. to them or get a sense of arc or struggle for them. Mm. I think it would have been a much stronger episode to just choose one person to focus on like I would love to see you know a classic Lisa thing where she gets to that point and then has her like oh my god what am I doing like realizing moment and that would have been you know yeah similar for Bard it's like just squirting people with yogurt is not his usual prank so if it had started off with he was doing his you know pranks that were catered to the people he was targeting but then no one online gets that because they don't understand why this person doesn't like this thing you're doing yeah and so he just finds out doing the dumbest simplest thing gets in the most views there's yeah. like a, a moment for him to be like i've given up what i liked for the popularity yeah, yeah. and yeah i think yeah sorry you, you keep trying to talk Elliot, and i keep talking over you that's <laughs> all right no i was just gonna say it is kind of like even though i liked the panic room bit like it is kind of the problem where they more focused in on like their like withdrawals rather than mm. actually them having like individual character revelations of the people they've become like it is nice that they've started talking again as a family and yeah i didn't even ha- i actually kind of liked bart's line yeah it's like texting but with our mouths like yeah, yeah. that was yeah i got a silly but well. yeah um no, so I just realised we're about to talk heart, which is the next thing you were about to say. How was the heart in this episode? Did we feel those little bumps? I mean, I mentioned Homer being nice with Maggie and that was cute. Um, mm. There's kind of an anti-heart moment, though, where uh, Homer signs an agreement her. to have yeah, yeah. to have Maggie uh, be playing with like their version of Minions. I forget what. But he's like, oh, but Maggie... Nom-noms? Nom-noms, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm going to call them Minions because whatever. Um, yeah, because he's like, well, I'm actually, Maggie hates Minions. Like, well, that's hashtag relatable. I can talk youth. Um, and then goes into like her POV where she's just getting bombarded with them. You can hear her crying and it's like, this is actually mildly upsetting, guys. Thank you. Yeah. No, um, I like no that. Real... But like, again, they tied it within the format of the episode that that was, yeah, first person perspective, but it was because he put a GoPro on her head. Yeah, that's fine. It was just to that not then be the point, although we never really, he does like right at the end when he thinks she's stuck in the vent say, oh, you know, if you come out, I'll never make content of you again. But it's it's that's a very little you know way back after going so far out. Yeah. yeah, it just makes me like want for those moments in The Simpsons where it ends with like a beautiful melodic version of The Simpsons theme, and everyone's like walking <laughs> off into the sunset. That's what I was yeah. expecting the end to be, but I got Oprah yeah. instead. So. Hey, there's a few seconds left. Let's hug him again. <laughs> also, Oprah feels super dated for this episode, doesn't it? Like, it's Oprah yeah. a thing still. I feel like Oprah's evergreen to some degree. Yeah, like, like they, she wheels herself out if she can like get a Harry or Megan on uh, uh, interview right, or something right. like that. Right, that's right. I'm so that. sorry. I'm just yeah. No, no, I wouldn't be tuned into the fucking royal situation <laughs> if my family didn't give so much of a shit. Why do your family yeah. give so much of a shit? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> can I ask them? Can we get them on a podcast? I'll ask. <laughs> Yeah, Get him on a Hot Wise episode. <laughs> yeah, I liked that parody as well, where March was her version of Hot Ones is. Sean Evans. Deep yeah. Fryer thoughts. Yeah. Deep Fried Thoughts. <laughs> and yeah, poor Krusty having a mild heart attack while he tries yeah. to choke down a uh, deep fried tuna melt with funnel cake batter. Oof. Mm-hmm, Jeez. Mm-hmm. It's deep fried in mayonnaise. Oh. 
Would not be on my sandwich, foreshadowing. <laughs> yeah, can't wait to see binging with Babish try and do that one. Oh, God. But I do like his line of like, ah, my manager said I had to do this. Apparently this is what talk shows are now. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah that's, right. that's pretty accurate. <laughs> yeah, I love watching Hot Ones just to see the celebrities just mildly go, oh, what has my life become? <laughs> well, yeah, you can't just sit down and, you know, watch a conversation. There has to be like layers of content to keep people engaged so yeah true yeah exactly <laughs> got a giggle out of me yeah it's either eating spicy fucking chicken wings with sean what's his name or smoking jays with joe rogan mm-hmm. uh yeah but I, I agree and i think yeah we sort of covered it yeah the heart is uh it's almost there it feels like it has ideas yeah again i think it's something of a victim of the format not just you know doing the screen life kind of method but also we're not even like in media res in this we're not in the middle of events as they're unfolding they've already happened so Mm -hmm. there's no real suspense there the closest they get is towards the end where they're like oh the senses have gone missing and we think we found the house but there's not a sense that that is like even a live stream it's just Mm -hmm. and this is how this concluded it's like well it's already over by the time we get there and there's Mm -hmm. nothing really pushing any kind of story engagement at that point it's like Mm -hmm. they'll find them it's fine I think a lot of the heart relies on what you already know about the characters. Like, well, you have to know that the family do really care about each other and it's, like, odd to see them act in this way. And, like, the Lisa bit or the Bart bit wouldn't be as funny for somebody who this was the first episode they were watching of The Simpsons. Like, this Mm. is for people who know a lot, which is most people, about the general tropes of The Simpsons. No, that's it. That's a very good point that, yeah, you're understanding why, who are all these people that we're jumping to various blogs of? Yeah. Like, yeah, it yeah. does require the pre-knowledge. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, and there's the weird, because there's the balance of, yes, this show's been on for 34 years, but I mean, at the same time, you kind of still have to establish who people are to some degree. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it works despite that, but ultimately, did it feel like an episode of The Simpsons? Yeah. <laughs> no. I just got a big s- Lisa integrity break. Yeah. Format, I know we keep coming back to that, but it was the most, you know, notable part of the episode. Like definitely mm. not. It's very yeah. I know the Simpsons do this sometimes, but it is not usually so fourth wall breaky. Mm. Not fourth like fourth wall break within its own universe is that like a thing i don't know yeah (laughs) uh, um, given the format maybe webcam breaking or something yeah (laughs) shaky it was like camcorder simpson style but um tetrahedral i would say like eh, like 50 percent feels like a simpsons episode i don't know yeah well i mean you're bringing up the having to know the characters beforehand is that Mm -hmm. Yeah, like the Simpsons family themselves, I'd say, yeah, don't feel like themselves in this episode. And you're like, well, you can make the argument that's what the internet has done for them and done to them rather. Like, but yeah, we haven't seen them set up as themselves yet. So we're going straight into their change. They're rich and spoiled now and all that. Yeah, and we know something's going to be up with it. I think that's ultimately the the problem. And what I would change about this episode, just to skip ahead for like the fifth time, um, is this... Well, I want to watch these events happening as they happen, not all in mm, retrospect. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Because then it feels like there's stakes or we get to actually follow someone's path a bit more because every, each individual one had interesting ideas, but we don't get to spend any time with each one because there's not enough yeah. time and it's not. It's about the whole family's arc, not one person. Yeah, mm. I felt like uh, often two points I want to make. Often when I watch The Simpsons, something I really love about The Simpsons is it feels like you know, over the half an hour period that you watch it or the 20 minutes of the episode, 
it starts out at one as one thing and it ends mm. as something very different. But it's also smoothly this one like beautiful yeah. plot thread that turn. And that's one thing I really love about The Simpsons and the writing style. This I I did. It never changed. It was the same thing the whole way through. I felt like I was watching a compilation mm. of jokes almost. Um, yeah. But it could have started as, you know, the family getting ready for Maggie's recital and then it turns into this big, you know, YouTube thing by the end of it and that would have been a very mm. Simpsons episode, but it wasn't that, so, yeah. Yeah, because taking, like, the broad strokes of this, they go from Homer doing something nice for his daughter to becoming megastars to you know, basically selling themselves out. That is an arc, but because it doesn't happen in front of us, it feels like it doesn't happen. Yeah, yeah and it could have even been from Maggie's perspective. Sorry, I'm like rewriting this whole episode, no. <laughs> but like, you know, Maggie is feeling excited that everyone's coming out to and supporting her, and then she's like slowly forgotten mm. through the internet. There is just so many yeah, it, very Simpson things to happen. <laughs> no, I like yeah. that, because it starts off being Homer starts making more videos of him and Maggie, and then everything spirals out from there. So mm. there is, again, the core of this episode, his relationship with Maggie, that gets lost along the way. We just improved the episode. Nice job, team. Yeah. yeah. Everyone go get a Kit Kat. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, just to round out, though, what would I change? Yeah, remove the George R. R. Martin thing at the end. It did nothing. That was odd. That it was, really was weird. just why like oh he hasn't released the book and but like the episode also mentions they made two shows about it and like for me that's like yeah how about you guys also get over it like <laughs> it's it yeah. just feels like a stale point and super stale I, that's the other thing i was like this feels super dated right now as well and then the weird like mm. drag queen bit at the end i was like i get it i guess but like oh yeah because he's looking up dragons but dragon ideas and then i don't know it just felt like more what's on the internet right now <laughs> yeah but yeah we'll get two of our guest stars from this section here we got bob the drag queen and monet exchange uh, playing themselves really bob <laughs> the drag queen bob the drag yeah. queen bob the drag queen not to go on a tangent but i'm pretty <laughs> sure he was on and he was a part of a critical role i don't know like thing uh, like You're talking to the right person over there. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm not up true? to date on, on CR. Oh, well, but... yeah, I'm pretty sure they did. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Bob the Drag Queen's yeah. a huge D&D fan. Yeah, yeah. wow. Look, it's, it's just interesting for the name. <laughs> it's not very <laughs> fabulous, and I'm confused. You know, I think the, that's in, the bit. <laughs> yeah, I know, that's what I say. You know, uh, in Seinfeld, where it's like Eric the Clown? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, look, it's good SEO. Like, I, I yeah, doubt any true, other drag true. queen who's, you know, trying to come up with a really uh, witty and fabulous pun. Yeah, you know? and they've probably all been taken. They're like, come on, just Bob, just Bob. I could have just been Bob. Speaking of, like, uh, <laughs> yeah. guest stars, were there any, like, internet faces or individuals that you were expecting to see, like, a parody of and didn't see? Uh, no, I feel like Bart is, like, they're trying to do a little bit of a Mr. Beast thing at one point when he mentions... Like, uh, Logan Paul vibes. Yeah, just when he had this line where he was, like, mentioning his projects and he said, yeah, giving Lamborghinis to the yeah. uh, homeless. Yeah. Like, I'm like, yeah, mm. that is, that reeks of, like, a Mr. Beast fucking Yeah, thing. I was going to say, I was expecting a way more in-your-face Mr. Beast thing. 
Mm. Like as soon as Sean Evans and uh, Joe Rogan, I was like, okay, Look, Mr. Beast. If you're not the high, if you're not the hydraulic press channel, I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that used to be part of our outro. Yeah. <laughs> I used to steal the voice clip of him going, and now for our bonus content. Uh, <laughs> they made a reference again. This might be a little bit dated now, but the Leave Britney Alone girl. Uh, oh, this was dated because yeah, the, the fact that's that my, like early 2000s. Yeah, the fact that my notes began with like, uh, oh, you're vlogging how. 2013 and I <laughs> looked it up and it did say 2011 I'm like I'm sure that was way that feels earlier, way earlier there's but no way yeah. so I must have looked it up bad like surely the Simpsons have already made a joke about that uh, you'd surely. think but so the, but <laughs> the other weird thing is it's it's Wegman from that's Mike Rappaport yeah that one so... episode where he's like a massive fan of Homer for some reason it's a really weird episode and to bring him back is also very weird hmm. yeah uh, so yeah in that episode which yeah, that season 31 classic that everyone will remember and be like, oh, it's that character coming back again. Um, but yeah, he's just someone who works at the nuclear plant and becomes obsessed with Homer. And right, okay. So yeah, yeah a, a very odd thing to drop in here. Yeah, a, both a dated reference and then reintroducing a character that I guarantee no one's going to fucking remember. Yeah. Like, even if you are staying up to date. Yeah, except the, for podcasters like us. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> even then, we got more mileage making fun of, well, making jokes about the actor's name, Mike Rap Report, I still distinctly remember, like, he needs to have a show that where he reviews microphones, rap music, and port, and call it the Mike Rap Report, Mike Rap Report. That's great. Free idea for you there, Mike. Uh, uh, but yes, no, what you I didn't say it was free. Oh, <laughs> paid idea, apparently. Uh, yeah, anyway, uh, yes or no, would you watch this episode again? No, um, I wouldn't. Only, only for like a study. If I'm looking at the Simpsons as reflected as they reflect through technology over the years, if I'm doing something academic, then yes. But for fun, <laughs> ha- no. Simpsons scholar BT. Actually, I would like to change my answer. I would skim through this episode again because I would love to sit and like read all of the extra videos that weren't clicked mm. on and things like that. I, I was trying to do it as I was watching it, but um, I think there's a lot of you know, more hidden jokes that maybe could be potentially funny. Yeah, that's a solid point. You know, mm-hmm. as note-taking for reviewing for this podcast, yeah, I could only ha- have time and mental space to do the things that happened. Yeah, it <laughs> yeah. seemed like there was a lot of buried material there. Yes, uh, so I'd be interested in maybe mm-hmm. not sitting down and watching it all again. Just but Easter egg hunting, yeah. Easter yeah. egg hunting, yeah. Um. All right, well, that brings us here. It's time for our final notes. Now it's time and now it's time for our final notes. Everyone's oh final notes. Like wow. Suddenly it's a musical. I don't know. Chelsea, do you have any other bits from this episode you want to mention before we move on to the rankings? Yes, I want to, you know, special shout out. I always love me some Bouvier twins cringe yes. inducing yeah. moments. So the ASMR segment really got a kick out of me. I thought it was very them, very something yeah. weird and strange that they would do. Mm. <laughs> um, uh, that was definitely one of my up arrows as well. I got a good chuckle. Just things like scraping the leg hair with like a credit yeah. card. <laughs> yeah. Scraping jub jub. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, also talking about, you know, what internet projects, you know, would you cater to the people in Springfield Mm. I thought this was perfect yeah they have great ASMR voices and yeah yeah, that sort of crackly tone to their voice that would Mm -hmm. so play well with the ASMR it's just like something just niche enough and uncomfortable enough for most people Mm. that just screams them so yeah yeah Yeah, and while also being kind of uncomfortable like ASMR is like yeah (laughs) so yeah I like that thought it was thought it was good yep uh was that all your notes 
that's the last one. Everything else on my notes have has been touched. So, oh, there we go. Uh, BT, can we touch some of your notes? I'm not when you say it like that. You can't. Uh, With enthusiastic early... consent, yes, please. Uh, early joke I did like where Homer's like, "Oh, we've got one of those t- yeah, fridges that's hidden in the wall. No more tedious seeing your refrigerator." Like, yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's a good good. homer line yeah yeah yeah. and then like because yeah actually that's one thing we didn't mention is that yeah we see a bunch of these videos at the start and then like millhouse and co like you know give you the unedited versions and what happened behind Mm. and yeah yeah, i did like going back to homer trying to fucking scratch and at it and then being like i'm gonna get the hammer no getting the hammer you never let me get the 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 hammer (laughs) (laughs) yeah um but yeah there's a a line there about the pressure to create more content i thought that was interesting and also kind of it was sort of the theme, but not really present enough to be a theme. Mm. I had the Lenny and Carl situation. It's it's a little too lampshaded where it has a runtime of three hours, 54. You know, the cursor goes down in circles and it's like, yeah, no, I get it. Thank you. Yeah. But I do like the, talking the about peanuts. Peanut yeah. diet. <laughs> uh, the crazy cat lady. We don't get a lot, but she just says like, ah, <laughs> like and subscribe. I was yeah. like, <laughs> that got me for some reason. I don't know. Actually, uh, I, I, I liked this ending bit where like, Everybody, all at once, all these content creators figured out where the Simpsons Mystery Mansion is actually located, and they're all trying to get in there first to get the the hot content. And it's like, no, this is my but again. Content. That's like half a theme because it's there's something to be said about oversaturation, but mm. then we don't spend enough time with that. And I just kind of found the whole ah, oh, we got trapped in the panic room. Whoops, just a little yeah, yeah, yeah. sure. Instead of having a, bit a rushed. yeah, instead of having a plot, we had this cool. Um, and uh, yeah, I only add one more note. I do like it when one of the, actually to bring it back to their first video, their first, the thing that kicked it all off. I love the little detail that it wasn't as well filmed as all their subsequent videos. Like they've all got really good production values. This one was just clearly done on like maybe even a flip phone. It was very blurry and pixelated. And, Mm. um, I love that sort of, again, the formats of the episodes are real highlight for me. And that changes and their, you know, as their production budget ranks up. Um, yeah. But also uh, one of the early videos that they did, which was still like in that like blurry and slightly pixelated style was, uh, yeah, Homer and Maggie's little tea party there. And I just love the little background detail that Santa's little helper is begging for the imaginary food. <laughs> oh, I did. that's so oh, I cute. That. I like yeah. that. See, that yeah. feels also, very like, Simpsons. Like, yeah. that's so cute. But then they undo that bit later when they're all like, no, it was just the Maggie was a puppet yeah. and it was all fake. Oh, that was in a different one. But still, that, that moment was still cute. Um, all right. It is time to rank this thing. Oh, wait. But first, Chelsea, yeah. uh, I'm so silly. I forgot. We need to ask you the most important question. What? BT. Take it away. Yeah, so Chelsea, we like to ask our first We like to spring guest. things on people. I know. Just out of nowhere. <laughs> Ching. Uh-huh. Uh, simply put, if you could have a sandwich named after you, what would be on that sandwich? And if that's too difficult, we can simplify that down to what's the best sandwich? But if I'm in a nice restaurant, I sit down a on nice a restaurant? restaurant. I don't tell you. Okay. How <laughs> I'm in a place that gives me sandwiches and I order the Chelsea. What am I getting? Or the tattoo okay. by Chels. The- I, okay, okay. It's like a nice oily bread, okay. like a focaccia, but not, it's simple still, because I think my main things I really love on a sandwich is pickles and crisps. 
So as long uh-huh. I need like pickles, some kind of like cheesy meat and crisp with oily bread. That's like my perfect sandwich. So you get like the smush of the oily bread and mm-hmm. the cheese and the meat and then the crunch of the pickles and the chips. Ooh. And that's my sandwich. Yeah, just to be clear here, you said cheesy meat or cheese and meat? Because this is... Two yeah, what cheese and che- meat are Cheese we and meat and the right. cheese is melted to create no, cheesy cool. meat. Okay, so <laughs> is the thing overall toasted or are we pre-melting cheese onto meat? Pre-melting cheese onto meat. I want like okay. fresh focaccia, yeah. Yes. What sort of meat, by the way? Maybe like some kind of cured meat. Mm. Like a suppressor. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, this is a good sandwich. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you did very well. Some people just like a deers in headlights and you're like, no, yeah. I got this. I got, yeah, I think about this a lot, actually. So this is the second time I've answered that question tonight. So. What? <laughs> no. Who else are you talking to? <laughs> All right, let's rank this thing. On the Simpsons Index, we rank using a six-point scale that starts down the bottom at failure. Maybe if the episode was meh, you'd give it a participant. But for positive rankings, you got OK Bronze, Good Silver, Excellent Gold, but for the best of the very best, the episodes which define The Simpsons. The Simpsons could not exist without them. You give Cubic Circodia. I'm going to go first. Let me show you how it's done. Uh, Look, maybe controversial. I am giving it a Silver. Look, it's right on that bronze-silver borderline for me, but, like, I think it's just slightly better than okay. Like, I agree, story problems and joke problems are running throughout, but honestly, I really admire the format on this one, and, yeah, I've said that from the top. So, BT, what do you reckon? Uh, I'm participating. I came in on a participant and I stayed there. It got a little bit higher as we went through and talked about some things, but ultimately I don't really want to watch this one again. And we said anything with a metal rank should usually be something you want to see again. Um, I just feel like, yeah, the lack of story didn't give me anything to latch onto. And there were some jokes here and there that I liked. A few concepts, Patty and Selma ASMR, again, conceptually very funny. But I just keep coming back to the idea that if we'd watched this chronologically unfold, it would have been a more rewarding episode. And Chelsea, what would you like to rank it? Yeah, I think I was going to say bronze, but since you said that point about wanting to watch it again for a medal, what's the one under that? Meh? Uh, participant, but you know, don't let the, the crap I oh, say okay, okay. influence That's your what, mind. Well, it did a little Follow bit. Follow your heart. Because I was thinking, <laughs> it makes me a bit nervous. This is my first, like episode or maybe second episode I've watched that has come out in the last five years mm-hmm. um and I thought it was like an eh episode but if you go if you're saying that there are uh like worse episodes than this I'm like oh shit like <laughs> oh, like that oh, makes oh, me oh, a bit works. nervous <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah like for somebody who you know thinks of the Simpsons in this you know, maybe rose-tinted glasses kind of aspect. I'll give it a bronze. It wasn't horrible, but I don't have the, you know, what's what I'm looking for? Cut this out. Um, (laughs) Like, Uh, I don't have the the vocabulary. Yeah, the context for the newer episode. So, yeah. No, I mean, that's kind of it for me. Like, it it just feels like it's trying a little bit harder. Like, I think that's sort of... like. You think there's some lazier episodes? Definitely. Oh my god, yes. This is coherent. Oh my god, I'm curious now. I've got to go back, yeah. Well, there is a very uh, easy-to-read spreadsheet available at thesimpsonsindex.com in which Tell you can look more. at every episode and their individual rankings. 
That's it. And uh, yeah, I mean, we'd love to have you back again. And yeah, I'll show you some. I would love to be back. awful shit. No, yeah, you heard please. A kicker in the hole. <laughs> <laughs> Into yeah. the pit of failure. No, because that's it. I mean, and especially lately now that we're, you know, we've caught up on the first 20 years, basically. So mm-hmm. we're only reviewing newer ones. Uh, I thought I'd start you off easy and. Not a lot of people get that privilege. Yeah, it's been quite wonderful. But, I mean, having said that, like, you know, there's this sort of thing online where, like, Simpsons are back and they're making episodes that are good again. And, you know, I feel like they're trying harder, but it doesn't... Mm. It's when We're far from the glory days. Yeah, it shouldn't be Simpsons are back. It should be Simpsons are trying. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Look, at least they're trying. That is something, and I do want to say that much. But you mentioned when we caught up before the stream the other week uh, that you'd seen the recent Treehouse of Horror with the Death Note parody? Yeah, I watched the Death Note the episode because I'm a big Death Note fan cringe red flag I know but um (laughs) yeah and I I really enjoyed it but I don't know if I just really enjoyed it because it hit a niche of mine but I thought Mm. it was very funny and I Uh, I I've seen it it and I thought it was very weak (laughs) well I liked I liked I also liked the not to speak about different episode but the segment after that about like Simpsons world is that what comes after the Death Note in uh, that trilogy? I can't remember. I still haven't seen this one. Oh, uh, I liked it. I would give that one... Oh, maybe I'll hold my tongue. Maybe a silver. <laughs> uh, but Chelsea, thank you so much for joining us today. No, thank you. And uh, yeah, once again, where can people find you online? At Tattoos by Chels on Instagram, Twitch and TikTok. And that's it. I'm a bit of a hermit. I'm slowly tiptoeing my way into a more community-driven space. So thank you for helping me achieve that by being here today absolutely and yeah once Mm. again catch us streaming our call of cthulhu game at twitch.tv slash dreaded gm all links to all uh, your stuff and this stuff uh, Mm. will be in the show notes if you didn't write that down in time and uh, you get to see elliot in a top hat it's uh, great I, it's a bowler's hat so is it or is it a top hat it's actually kind of somewhere in between i don't know my hat it's a toilet hat it's a toilet <laughs> hat, toilet yeah. hat. Hey, nice. um, call back yeah, mm-hmm. uh, speaking of uh, links to other stuff, BT, where can they hear more of us if they'd like to? You know, we've given George R.R. R. Martin a hard time today, but if you want to listen to some quality <laughs> Game of Thrones content, you can listen to Thrones of Game, our other podcast, where we have reviewed the entirety of Game of Thrones, but in reverse order, because Elliot had never seen it, and we thought that would be funny. Sorry, uh, just to jump in there, um, someone asked if we're planning on doing House of the Dragon and if we can review it normal style, and I'm like... That's not our style. No. Uh, no. Yeah, wait until 2030. You should call it, ah, there's a dragon in the house. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, for everyone, for hangers-on, we can, I guess, somewhat reveal the current plan is to watch it backwards when neither of us have seen it. Yeah. (laughs) So we have to wait for it to end. 2030, Dragon the of House coming yeah. I'm then. still pushing for Dragon of the House because I think that's funny and that comes with a theme song. Dragon, Dragon of, of the, the House. house. <laughs> Burning all the stuff. That's great. Uh, but uh, what about if they really like us? They really like them? Oh my. Uh, they can go to patreon.com slash sidequeststudios which is the blanket for everything we do. Not just Simpsons Index, not just Pulp Fury Radio and uh, Dragon of the House or Thrones <laughs> of Game as I should have said. You can go there and for as little as $5 you can get over 100 ex exclusive podcast that's right 100 plus actually significantly plus by now it's like 120 130 yeah something like that uh but yeah we're releasing a bonus podcast over there every week giving you a lot to bang for your buck Mm -hmm. and also one of the patreon perks is that you get to select a movie for us to review on our exclusive podcast starring springfield where we review movies starring the cast of the simpsons yes but like 
in person and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, so go check that out. Patreon.com slash SideQuestStudios. Uh, but for now, yeah, that's the end of the Simpsons Index. Thank you, Chelsea. Thank you. See you guys. Thank you, BT. Like, subscribe, and smash that bell. <laughs> and I've been your host, Elliot J. O'Neill. That's all the mustard in the house. Smash that mustard. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Simpsons Index podcast, which is also an online spreadsheet available at thesimpsonsindex.com. You can also check out our other shows, like Pulp Fury Radio, our scripted fiction podcast, which tells all original stories across a range of pulp genres, and Thrones of Game, where we review Game of Thrones in reverse order. Links to those podcasts and more will be available in the show notes. Now there's no bonus scenes for this episode, so we'll catch you next week.